Okay. All right, here we go. My mic was off. <laughs> All right, we had a glitch earlier this morning uh, with our Facebook, so thank you for being with us. And so you might have missed the announcements. And so we are at the last end of our series, Sustained Living. And this series is going, uh, is we're going to be talking about habits today. Habits that will carry us through, uh, through a lot, perseverance that help us overcome challenges. We're right on the cusp of Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is the beginning of our Lent journey. It's the time when we prepare ourselves for the resurrection, the newness of life that comes with Easter, with, with Jesus' triumphant defeat of death. And so if you haven't already, we invite you to get the devotional book, Lent for Everyone by N.T. Wright. That's something that we're going to be carrying through throughout the, um, this time, uh, throughout the Lenten season. And we're going to be journeying together with that book and that devotional. This morning's scripture is one that oftentimes is read at a wedding service, which seems appropriate because today, after all, is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there, and I hope that you are finding a day to reflect on what it means to love another. And so on this day, we might just think that love is simple, right? Let your love be true. Love what is good, like the Apostle Paul says. But those of us who know that even though, especially those of us who have been in a, a long relationship, whether a friendship or a spousal relationship for a decent amount of time, is that love is complicated. It's not so black and white all the time. And, and those who stand up at an altar ready to engage in a, a marital union with one another oftentimes don't understand what it even is that they're entering into. And one of the reasons is because our popular media likes to sometimes show us that, you know, love is this emotion, this driving force, right? That you can't stop but being together. But one of the things that I remind couples at, during marital counseling or even on their wedding day is that love is a commitment. It's something that is built not in this sort of emotion, although that's there, but it's built within the everyday practices. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul talks about. He says, love what is good, hate what is evil. He doesn't give you a list of what that is so that you can just choose black or white, but instead he inspires us to live into that desire, that commitment, day in and day out. That, after all, is what Paul's ethic is. What he calls us to live into is to choose love. But the challenge is, is that like you and like me and like Paul, we oftentimes would rather choose something else than the commitment of loving someone else. And what do I mean by that? Is, I mean that that is Paul talks about this like feeling in Romans chapter 7 where he has this desire to do something. And the thing is, is that he, what he's referring to is the law. He has this desire to fulfill the lists of things that are appropriate in relationship to God, which is what the Jewish brothers and sisters uh, during his time called the law. And the law, he says, is not bad, but what's bad is himself. Because he needed, so someone's honking us, but he needed to 
have a list of what it means to follow God. That was the problem. Instead of building this relationship and reliance on Jesus. If you have been in any Bible study with me before, you'll know that my fervent belief aligns well with the Apostle Paul, which is that while we were weak, while we were enemies, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And similarly, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Think about that. (laughs) That nothing can separate you from God's love. So no matter what you do, you cannot unearn your love because God has given that. But the problem is, is that sometimes we think there's the things that we have to do still. And that's what Paul refers to as the law. But what Paul calls us to, he calls us to a life of humility. Calls us to a life of generosity. He calls us to a life of love that's not prescribed. That's commitment and reliance and generosity. You may have heard of the philosopher uh, Descartes who said, I think, therefore I am. I think it's shaped a lot of who we are in sort of this modern 21st century. We think that we can choose whatever we want to do. So when I say the words, we must be committed to love, if we choose to commit ourselves to love, it happens. Apostle Paul is relying heavily on Aristotle, who I talked about last week a little bit. Aristotle doesn't talk about how we can choose to love. Aristotle says that you're only free to make choices that are available to you. And what he means by that is that if I were to ask you to play the guitar as beautifully as Mahe, you might say to yourself, I can choose to do that. But Aristotle would say, no, you can't. Because you, first of all, have to have a guitar. Second of all, have to have a teacher. Third of all, have to be able to practice it and play it as beautifully as Mahe here can do. You're not free in this moment to choose that. We have to place stepping stones in front of us. And so as we talk about love on this day, what we're really talking about is habits. Because habits, after all, are the stepping stones of our life. You only can walk with the options before you. And our habits shape those options so much, especially when new circumstances come our way. That's what sustained living has been about. We can choose to have less. We can choose to operate at a different pace. We can choose to use our money more wisely for the future. But unless those choices are made daily, they won't become habits and won't sustain into the future. So on this day, when so many will go to get flowers or chocolates or go out to dinner, if that is the choice that they've only made over the past number of weeks, 
it is likely that tomorrow or the next day, their choice to love and serve their spouse might not sustain. Paul talks about those stepping stones over and over again in his ministry. And it changes based on the context that he finds himself in. So whether it's Galatia or Ephesus or Corinth, what he talks about changes. But the stepping stones for Paul is unity. That's one of them. How do you unite as opposed to divide? As a day-in, day-out commitment, choose to be together versus to be against. That might be willing to talk to, you know, your crazy uncle (laughs) for the 50th time, even though you know exactly what he's going to say. Then I might be willing to say, even though you both might do something differently, you're going to do it together instead of on your own. Paul talks about unity. Paul also talks about humility as a day-in and day-out decision. To humble yourself. Say, I'm sorry before you're wrong. To serve before waiting to be served. The call is to unity, but the call is to humility as well. And then the third, I think, that Paul calls us to is reliance on God. That's what I was mentioning earlier. We must always be willing to rely on God, to pray, to discern, to ask for directions. Because the truth is, the more we get convinced that we have the answers in faith and life, the more we lose sight of them. Same goes with love. The more we're convinced that we know exactly what it means to love, if they're not marked by unity, humility, and reliance on God, we can lose our path. How do you build in habits into your life around those areas? How do you also build in the habits of sustainability like we've talked about? We're coming upon the Lenten journey. Lenten journey, oftentimes people think of as giving up chocolates or not eating this or doing something else, and that's somewhat true. We have a history of prayer and fasting within our church tradition. But the Lenten journey is really about growing with God. Letting go of a habit that might lead us away from God or on whatever trajectory we're currently on, and taking on a habit that might help us grow 
in our understanding and presence to God? What is it that you're going to try to make a habit this Lenten season? Less stuff? Managing finances? Committing to love? And what's the practice that you'll take on to help you? Perhaps that's spending time in silence and praying for God to help you discern. Perhaps it's committing to not use disposable utensils. I don't know what it is, but I hope that you might go back and reflect on our sermon series on the various areas and choose something this season that will help you grow at a sustainable pace, something you can do. So that when we talk in two weeks' time, it's not, oh yeah, I gave up on that. But it's something that will change us forever. Because that's the way in which God works in our lives, is to change us forever. Paul talks about the newness of life. When we set ourselves to habits, and we do them day in and day out, we can become new people. That no matter what circumstance comes our way, we're not burnt out, but we can choose love. We can choose God. We have a song that uh, we'll play a number of times throughout Lent. And it's one of my favorite worship songs. It's Beautiful Things by the band Gunger. And the song is all about how God takes dust and makes something beautiful. Apostle Paul never pretended to have everything perfect in his life. At least after he became a Christian. He thought he was perfect prior. And the rest of his life he committed himself to sharing the good news that you don't have to be perfect and the love of Christ is for you. And then he encouraged his people to follow in the path of unity, humility, and of love and reliance on God. I invite you to pray with me.